This past year has shown that social media is not always healthy. Research by Facebook showed that about one in eight of their users reported engaging in compulsive use of the app to the point of affecting their sleep, work, parenting, or relationships. On TikTok, the app can drive young users into endless spools of adult content. And on Instagram, many teen girls experience negative social comparisons that can affect how they view and describe themselves. Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the Beat Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Bidemi Olugunde. On this episode, I'll be discussing the concept of negativity bias on social media and how we can maintain a healthy balance in terms of time spent on apps and total number of platforms. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. More people are now taking stock of social media's role in their lives as these platforms are now being understood to be one of the sharpest double-edged swords of our era. There have been instances where these technologies can catalyze generosity, connection, and warmth. And there are also instances where they can breed feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, and even hatred. So this leads to the question of how can we balance these different challenges, which had been going on well before the pandemic. In fact, the pandemic only served as a catalyst that advanced some of the positives and many of the negatives of social communication and digital technology. So what would have taken 10 to 15 years to play out instead happened within a period of 12 to 18 months in terms of our reliance on these technologies, using them more and experiencing both sides of that double-edged sword. More people are now thinking critically about their use of social media. People's problems with social media are a mixed bag of user-centric issues, platform-centric issues, and issues with how people interact with each other on social media platforms. Platforms often capitalize on the natural vulnerabilities we have as human beings, the same way processed foods capitalized on human vulnerabilities. For example, we're all social beings that have developed over millennia to need and want each other's presence. Smiles, play, the sound of other people, their acknowledgement and respect are all critical components of our day-to-day interactions, both physically and virtually. Social media platforms then try to figure out how to deliver as many of these elements of social interaction as possible. So basically something that capitalizes on the vulnerability of human beings and keeps us coming back for more, but never really supplying us with the rich nourishment we need. Again, similar to what processed fast food does to the human body. A lot of people have mixed experiences with social media. Generally, there's a lot of positive and negative. However, when people don't think very carefully about how they are using social media, the negative often outweighs the positive due to the tendency of humans to be subjected to negativity bias, therefore leading to potential depression and anxiety. And this negativity bias shows up in different ways. Negative things affect us more. If you post a picture with several positive comments, but one or two negative ones, you are very likely to dwell on those negative ones. In other words, negativity can be so powerful and pervasive. In terms of time spent on social media platforms and the number of social media platforms that people interact on, 
Studies show that they are independent of each other. Some studies have shown that the number of time that people spend using social media is directly related to their risk of depression and anxiety. Another interesting finding, however, is that the number of platforms that someone uses is independently related to depression and anxiety. For example, consider two people, John and Kayla, who both spend about two hours per day on social media. If John spends two hours on just two platforms in one week, and Kayla spends two hours on seven platforms during the same week, Kayla is three times as likely to be depressed and anxious, even though they both spent the same amount of time on social media. A reason for that could be that each platform is like its own little world with its own set of rules and regulations. Too many rules may be too confusing and you're more likely to make some sort of mistake and less likely to be able to take advantage of the potentially positive things on those platforms. As an analogy, it would be quite challenging to be good friends with seven different groups of people in real life. And of course, all of these are tendencies. Not everyone who uses several social media platforms suffer from anxiety and depression. The reason why some social media platforms such as Facebook and Instagram are more common comes down to ease of use and how long they've been around. Just like with food groups and nutrition choices, we need to ask more nuanced questions when it comes to spending time on social media and on which platforms we choose to spend time on. There are several platforms out there that are tailored to specific markets and interests. One of the principles of being creative with social media use is recognizing that there are choices. It is important to match our unique needs and wants to the right social media platform. So this therefore raises the question of whether people should look for platforms that match their own interest or platforms that operate in specific ways. Some studies have found that most people have never met about 35% of their social media friends face-to-face. For every additional person on their contact list that they had never met face-to-face, they were significantly more likely to be anxious or depressed. So this means that generally, people who knew everybody on their contact list and had a face-to-face relationship with them were much less likely to be anxious or depressed compared with someone who had lots of contacts that they had never met. One of the possible reasons is that when you already know someone and you've met them in person, you might not be as affected by social comparison. It's not easy to notice the reality of people's complex situations without ever meeting them face to face. If they post about all the wonderful things that happen to them, others who don't know them personally might feel like they cannot measure up. However, beyond their social media posts, knowing someone in person will present them as a complete person who has both good and bad times. So when they post about something good that happened to them, you will be able to see it in perspective rather than feeling inadequate about it. For instance, it might lead you to say something like, wow, I'm glad they got to travel somewhere nice for Christmas after the up and down year they just had, which very few people really knew about because they only saw their beautiful vacation pictures. So to wrap up, I discussed the concept of negativity bias on social media and how we can maintain a healthy balance in terms of time spent on apps and total number of platforms. 
the pandemic served as a catalyst that advanced some of the positives and many of the negatives of social communication and digital technology. So what would have taken 10 to 15 years to play out instead happened within a period of 12 to 18 months in terms of how our reliance on these technologies, using them more and experiencing both sides of that double-edged sword. So that's all I have for this episode 99 of the Beat Picture Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Beat Picture Podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alowinly Productions. Fact-checking by Zara Kuznetsova. Audio engineer, Sergey Gorski. Graphic design, Stacey Graham. Senior producer, Bidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufolani Ologunde and Toby Loba Ologunde. Please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurity's news, events, and incidents, and the lessons we can learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Beat Picture Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or any suggestions, please send an email to bdme at thebeatpicture.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at BeatPicture, on the Clubhouse app at Beat, as well as on the Wisdom app at bdme. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.